Hello, and welcome back to the Age Like Wine podcast. We're back at it again with your get your guest. We're hosts. We're your hosts, Matthew. And not Peter. And not Peter, yeah. Peter's again not here. Episode. Peter's still going through it right now. Tough times. Tough times on the Peter front. And but the bummer is he's really missing out on a big episode for us. That's right. We are kind of going over the magnum opus of Hugh Jackman's career. Kind of a, um, it's it's definitely going to be in the spark notes of history, of cinema history. I is that safe to say, Will? I think I think even that is an understatement. If I'm going to be honest, when you go to film class, the movies they're going to bring up are Citizen Kane, um, Taxi Driver, The Godfather, right? The Godfather, Godfather Part Two, and obviously, to top yeah. it all off, the pinnacle, the modern, is going to be the the modern Shakespeare is obviously going to be the 2011 hit summer blockbuster or fall blockbuster. I don't know the timing of the release. It's so real. Looking that up right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm yep. appreciative. Fall. So the movie came out in fall. fall. A fall October blockbuster. That changed the world forever. We're talking about real steel, baby. The realest of steels. The realest steelist. <laughs> and I'm sorry that we are. I, my, my sincerest apologies for our listeners. Yeah, we, we watched Real Steel. And we're going to talk about it. At, you know, since we've got you kind of already on the page, Will, how was this movie received? How did this movie do? I think it was like pretty positively like received. I think I saw like a sixty percent or like a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty decent. But uh, let's see, they also seven point one on IMDb, three point six on Google Play. I don't know if anyone cares about that. But apparently, when I just looked up Real Steel on Google, I found this article that's it's titled "Hugh Jackman's Real Steel is Dominating on Netflix Right Now." And sometimes I still think about that possible sequel. So. Apparently, it's actually doing a lot better even than I thought. Nowadays, yeah, maybe that's why we got to like advertise when we were like watching like random shit on Netflix, and then we saw Real Steel. That's a that's really interesting. I didn't think it's about really that counting before. the competition on Netflix. Who's surprised? Real Steel's going to beat you down with a little Eminem. Uh, till you collapse. <laughs> till your bones fall out. Venom. All right. Oh, I don't that song. Don't know what hit him. Um. Okay. So let's talk about this movie and how it shaped not just cinema but our lives. My my life has been forever changed. And I want to start off by asking you, since so Will and I watched this together, and did. it was it was Will's first time seeing it. We we cuddled. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that part, but... Oh, 
Well, I can't. I can't say it didn't happen, but feels unlikely. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Haha. <laughs> anyway, I'm very uncomfortable right now. I'm so uncomfortable. So <laughs> let's talk about this movie. This was your first time watching it, right? Well, correct. Unless for some reason, maybe I watched in the past and it was just like a whole fever dream. But uh, yeah, this is definitely my first time watching. I gotta ask you, coming into this film, what kind of preconceived notions did you have about it? You know, not to rack on greatest showman, but you know, I didn't have the highest of expectations. Gonna be real with you. Mostly because I wasn't interested in like the idea of real steel. And I- I've learned that just because Hugh Jackman's maybe a lead role in a movie, it's not always gonna be like Logan or like X2 level of stuff. I mean, I've, he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine, so I mean, that's kind of a big indicator, but yeah. I was gonna say, if anything, that, that should have solidified it. <laughs> that he yeah, has, that's true. He's not yeah. gonna carry everything, unfortunately. However, he does oh, here. Wait, no. Oh. I had. I. I wanted to say, as far as my history with this movie, I watched this movie when it first came out. I remember vividly going to see this movie. Not, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't remember the movie. In fact, I remembered basically nothing from the movie except that the kid dances with the robot. That's all I remembered. But I do remember vividly going to this movie and being excited about it. Because I went with my aunt, and she never takes us movies. So that was, like, pretty random. So aunt I remember, Debra? And actually, yeah. Really? <laughs> aunt Debbie, but yes, oh, Aunt Debra. What the? I mean, this movie is based in Texas, though. So. Yeah, it, it, this movie is the greatest film to come out of Texas. Forget Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Forget it. Forget other movies that I guess probably happened in Texas. I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, I can't think Forget of any. Forget about them. They're nothing. Um, but seriously, that that's what I had. I didn't, but I did know that I went to see it. Mm. And that's really what matters, right, y'all? No, I think so. no, okay. no, no, not not at all. What matters? What matters is the heart in this movie. And goddamn, let me tell you, there's a lot of heart in this movie. <laughs> there sure is a lot of. So for those of those listeners who have not seen this movie, we're not gonna pull. I don't think we're gonna pull a Scott Pilgrim on you and yell at you to go see it. But do know I mean, that there are you. Are you? I mean, I, I would mildly do it. It wouldn't be a yell. I'd just be like, "Hey, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, guys, if if you if you have like free time and you're bored, it's not a not a bad entertaining. Idea. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. idea. Hey, not a bad idea. it was, it was pretty fun watching it. I mean, yeah. for us." When we watched it, we had more entertaining or more entertainment out of the fact that uh, there's a lot of parallels to my fellow co-host Matt here that I kept <laughs> making, and so, the parallels just kept coming, and then they, they just made it. They funnier. really did. They really kind of, um, in a really strange set of circumstances that are hard to de- really depict over this without doxing myself. That's true. Uh, <laughs> It was it was fascinating and 
Yeah, I will say before we get into spoilers that I think we both found enjoyment from this film. So if it's something you want to watch, you should you should if you've considered it at all, you should give it a shot. Otherwise, we're going to get into this movie and talk about it a bit. So what I was going to say that was spoiler related is I want to just give a brief summary of like what the movie's about. So for those listeners who don't know what this movie is about, it's like a very gritty sh- um, showcase of boxing robots, like Rock'em Sock'em robots taken into the hands of Hollywood and made into a blockbuster. It's all very uh, very high action, very interest, like interesting, dynamic. It's like Rocky... But Rocky's a robot. Think about think about it that way. So anywho, yeah. is that is that, that dude justice? Yes. Yeah, I, I would say it's like the modern. Well, I mean, there is Creed. Robot. Okay. Yeah, robot. Robot boxing. Robot that's boxing. All. Yeah, that's really all you need to know. So any if if that phrase alone interests you, you watch it. So, Real Steel, what is it, why does it exist, is really the question. That is and, a very important question that I constantly ask throughout the film. Or, did it need to exist? The answer, the answer was quite often no. Yeah, Shockingly. the answer may surprise you. Yep. I don't think it will surprise a lot of people, honestly. But <laughs> it may. Anywho, this film, when it comes down to it, it's about spectacle between robots. And I got to ask you, Will, as a bit of um, a bit of an anime guy, you like all the robots and stuff, a um, bit of a weeb yourself. What did you think of the robot design? All right, all right. Without all that, that douchey pretense, um, I'm less of the robot guy. That's more of a. Common, not common, uh, recurring guest, Henry. I was about to say his last name, which is, I'm good. I stopped myself there. I don't know why I was about to say his full name. But, yeah, I mean, they definitely try to hit the whole, like, Japanese robots kind of mechs thing. I guess they're trying to be, like, homage, homage to, you know, like, Gundam, all that other stuff in, like, uh, Japan. They even had like a Japanese character who was also played by a Korean American dude, yeah. which pointed out yeah. like immediately. <laughs> that was super strange. Yeah, we, we kind of like called a lot of things, at least in terms of like casting. Yeah, that that was that was super funny that they had just a Korean American cast as a Japanese dude, and it's very like a Jap- very yeah. very clearly trying to make him. Anywho, so. Yeah, it did. It did feel like it was trying to be, um, like pay homage to these Japanese robot movies and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. What I found interesting is that the main robot, are like the robot we're cheering for, boxing universe, is kind of I'd say a more westernized robot, um, in just. The way he's kind of built, he he's more Iron Giant than um, Evangelion. 
Evangelion, whatever it is. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't look as bionicle-y as uh, the rest of the designs in the movie. <laughs> There's definitely, if you're a Bionicles fan, this is the movie you want. It's you're like, going to love the main antagonist's design, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's basically a Bionicle, honestly. Yep. But, yeah, so the robots, they got kind of unique designs. They're kind of cool. I will say, as someone who is a big fan of the film Pacific Rim, Mm. that these movies are um do kind of remind me of that design over maybe the more japanese um eastern designs that they had in mind you know what i mean yeah actually now i think about it it does have like a little bit of like a power rangers like megazord kind of kind of thing like if you, if you know about like voltron oh that's true yeah yeah it's like it's a little bit like that, but I'd say with how the CGI was, it definitely felt like it was more of like a boxing movie with like robot characters than it was like a straight, you know, like Pacific Rim or like a Megazord fight, kind of like that kind of deal. Mostly right. the main character, but yeah. I agree. I'm not even a Power Rangers guy, and it does get Power Ranger vibes in the designs um so yeah that's i'd say that part of the movie they do pretty well the robots mm. look pretty good for the most part obviously not perfect cgi or whatever but like i think i think it's pretty impressive yeah i think it, i think it was decent for i don't know who would have pitched this film to like a hollywood <laughs> honestly you know executive but i mean it this did have like a like a crazy ass budget. Did it? How much was it? Actually, wait. Was it only? Okay, yeah, so one hundred ten million dollars. So I mean, that's that's pretty big for what I would if I was a Hollywood executive giving for this. Oh, it was based on a short story called Steel. Interesting. Wait, that's 1956. so cool. A nineteen fifty six short story. That's actually okay. That's actually pretty cool. I did not know. Yeah. That. The fun facts is a little bit cooler than the actual movie itself. No but yeah, there's, it was also adapted into a Twilight Zone episode called Steel in 1963. That is... I kind of would would have preferred that. But, you know, it's fine. It's This movie... The CGI was decent, I'd say. It wasn't like Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick level of bad CGI. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but it, it was serviceable, I'd say. Like the punches felt like they had weight to them, for the most part, up until the last fight where they kind of show rapid punches that looked like a toy, more than like somebody throw like a boxer throwing punches. I don't know if you remember towards the end I, that fight. Oh yeah, yeah. That, you know, like all those like rapid punches. They didn't seem like it was going to do much. Boom, 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 boom. But then again, it's real steel fighting against real steel, so maybe there's a lot more impact that's not showing. It's implied. It is kind of implied. Oh, geez. That that brings us to the next kind of talking point that I think is important, especially yeah. for this movie, the fights. What did you think of the fights, and did you have a favorite? Did I have a favorite fight? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, They're all favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going from that. Uh, I don't know. If I literally only watched this movie like what a couple hours ago with you, like when we finished yeah. it, 
I'm starting to forget like a lot of the fights besides like the ending fight and then maybe like the initial fight with uh the what's the Falcon, aka the new Captain America. But yeah, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, the fights were good. Yeah, <laughs> I think they perform fine. I'm not a big boxer guy, so that aspect of the movie. They didn't really lean into the robots very much as far as like robots doing robot-y things. It's kind of just boxing, like advanced boxing. Yeah, just like for the punching the shit out of each other. <laughs> Basically. I and did one person goes down, person throws uppercuts. I yada, will yada, yada. say that I did like the first fight in the movie against the bull. <laughs> that just looked super awkward. Oh, it did. Yeah, that was that was a mess. Also, you gotta feel bad for the bull. You, know, you just gotta like punch in the face a couple of times. Yeah, the bull really took it on the took it for the team. Honestly, he's doing I'm, doing more. Like, than I know this is unrelated, but um, I mean, I don't really have too much to say on fights, but there, there is like a pressing point that I want to mention that I mentioned to Matt as we were watching the movies that this movie is supposed to set supposed to be set in like this futuristic world apparently it's supposed to be 2020 and obviously it's like pretty off because we don't have like robots fighting each other but i mentioned this to Matt is that the only part of the movie that felt like futuristic were just the robots because if you looked around the setting and i guess like a lot of the rings where they fought in it was just very like old like what is it like the like decomposing or whatever environments right like everything looked like messy not super modern so that was a i guess that's a plus one for the world building in a way right is that's that, very you know, true yeah if this setting were to happen in real life they would maybe just focus on this is what the world would look like if we just focus all of our technology on robot boxes that cost like a hundred thousand dollars or some shit Everything else looks like garbage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. It's such a strange idea. I was telling Will during the movie, like literally you see during the fights, there's advertisements up there like Mercedes and things. The only piece of world building telling you it's the future is that there's an advertisement for Xbox 7. That's it. That's the whole thing. And Bing owning the stadium. Maybe that's a... Oh, and a Bing owning of... the stadium. Yeah, we should buy stock in Bing. Uh, well, I don't want to give uh, investment advice to our viewers, so uh, don't take everything we say here. That's, the that's basically insider trading. with. Jim. Well, yeah, I guess so, but I don't want to base it off the 2011 movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. You're you're coward. I just don't want to be held accountable for anything, all right? Uh, yeah, we are not uh, liable for our opinion or anything uh, that we say ever. And that is <laughs> and that is that. Um anywho, okay, so you we kind of agree that the fights are whatever the robots yeah. look good cgi looks pretty good the fights are whatever they're kind of hype i think mm -hmm. to a degree but i think that comes 
from the music choice than anything else. <laughs> if I'm being honest, what do you what do you think? What did you think of the music? Um. Well, it's not the worst music choice that I've seen with like Eminem in just like a like a popular film. Right. They just they were just kind of there, and at the very least, they weren't like jarring or out of place. Like it was in, let's say, the worst example I can think of of Eminem's music, which is like Suicide Squad, where they just kind of like threw his track and just kind of like let a scene play out instead of like making sure that maybe the music, you know, syncs all of what's going on on screen or if it goes well with the pacing. They did it all right here. Not bad. Not like, I mean, I didn't get like super amped up when I heard Till I Collapsed by Eminem. Like, oh yeah, this is going to be a good fight. Or like, man, I'm hyped up for this. I was just kind of like, uh, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's fair. I it, it does its job. I I think that's a safe thing to say. That's a, that's the thing we're gonna be saying a lot about this movie is that it, it does it does all <laughs> it right or you know it across. You know, like it works. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, that is gonna be pretty much the whole review. Is eh, it not trash? Sai, for sure. Yeah, it's I. I will say I like the music because it did get me hype. It got me into the mood. I I was feeling like I want some robots. Robots kick some ass. Hot steamy robot thinking. action. All right, <laughs> now it. Now I don't want that. It, uh, that's something sorry. I'd rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Man. Any, any. Uh, now it's just weird, man. Now you got to bring it there. We like to keep things weird here on the Age Like Wine podcast. The, the listeners are aware of that, though, I would hope. Anywho, so that's the music. We got the action down. We got the music. Here's the real deal. Characters. Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. It's obviously based on my life. So um, I'm very. I feel very connected to these characters. I, okay, on a serious note, I didn't think the characters were too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, all all the shit posting aside, they they were they were pretty good. I, I'd yeah. say they they were the highlight of the movie. I I think so too. Hugh Jackman. Uh, what's her name? Evangeline Lilly. Uh, Bailey Bales. 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 Yeah, Bales. I don't know. Yeah, Bailey in the movie, uh, the Wasp. For those who don't know, actors or actresses name, she's the Wasp in um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anywho, yep. she I thought was really good in this. Honestly, oh yeah, and that was that was kind of cool to see. Um, because I didn't think she was very good in the in Ant Man and the Wasp. But you, you know, wow, that's, another, that's another talk. I'm afraid to ask you what your opinion is on the uh, Captain Marvel movie or the upcoming Black Widow movie, but uh, we'll. we'll oh. that <laughs> that is, for all podcasts. All right, that is definitely a discussion for the Red Pill community. Uh, <laughs> that's a more of a men's rights kind of discussion that i'm not down to have on the podcast probably yes. oh my god <laughs> no 
I we'll like save that for the uh, incel episode of uh, Let's get this out there. Matthew respects women. Okay. Yes. Let's just let's just get Hey Matthew out. in the world that respects women. We're not referring <laughs> sure there to is one. Let's not get yeah, let's not get too personal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the deal with the characters though. The the development throughout the movie feels very inconsistent. <laughs> um, so the da- the dad, Hugh Jackman, he's trying to con- he's not trying to connect with his son. He has to connect with his son to get some money. Basically, let's not spoil yeah. too much, but he has to connect with his son to get some money. He needs money bad, and slowly as you could probably guess he begins to they begin to bond over their love of boxing robots however Hugh Jackman as he's like growing attached to this kid keeps being a total asshole to him like throughout the movie even during like sweet moments like after a sweet moment he'll end it with like nah screw you figure it out yourself it's like what that what? Yeah, he's trying really hard. Like I don't know what the writers were, I guess, trying to go for it. But like every moment where you think, oh, okay, yeah, he's warming up to his kids. Like he he uses that like immediately one eighties and goes back to being like an asshole he was before, as if that heartwarming moment just didn't happen. And like the, <laughs> the best scene is like when he literally like saves his kid from dying, and he's just like, you know what? Screw you! I'm not gonna help you with this. Do it on your own. Just leaving his kid there. But yeah, they it's very inconsistent. That's that's a good word to use here. Just for him specifically, I feel. It feels like there's no redeeming qualities for him. Like there's no redeeming moment. There's redeeming qualities. There's no yeah. redeeming like the redemption arc doesn't <laughs> it's more of a redemption like roller coaster. It doesn't go mm-hmm. up and then down. It goes up and down and up and down. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is that that's just mainly for his character. Like they show other characters kind of like growing, like specifically uh, his not sister-in-law, but you know, like the his kid's aunt. Just in like the two scenes she's in, she's like changed her character like dynamically, that's right? True, from, yeah. From being kind of like a bitch to Hugh Jackman's character to you know like understanding him, and that was in like. Less than a minute, right? And then you see later on in the film, you know, she's she's supportive, she understands. Whereas like Hugh Jackman has like the whole like two hours and ten minutes, but he spends <laughs> like on screen the fifty whole minutes. The fifty minutes of that time, he's just spending like either like whenever he's like nice for to his kid for like a good like five minutes, he immediately goes back to being an asshole during those like fifty minutes. So it's like a a huge roller coaster and a back and forth. I, that was probably the strangest part of the whole for me. It was just how Hugh Jackman could not decide. I, maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe it was the director. The direction yeah. he was given was to, like, you're never going to fall for this kid. Like, this kid's going to be sweet, and then you're going to be addicted. It's just very... Um, and there's no indication, really, about, like, him... Never wanting kids or not wanting it, like, or kind of not wanting the kid, but like, 
it didn't seem like he totally hated the kid at any point. Even like going to like give his kid away, it felt like he I don't know. It was very strange dynamic. It was. I think, I think that was also partially because we didn't know the kid's original mother. Um and like what happened. Mm-hmm. Like I wish there was some part where he's like where Hugh Jackman was like she was ready for a kid. I wasn't, or something. You know, something like that. Yeah, know? we don't get that until he starts actually being like, "Oh man, maybe I've been kind of an asshole to my kid. Maybe I should have wanted him more. Maybe I should have, you know, reached out." You know. He doesn't do that until like it's like all right, all right, come on, let's go, let's do. this fight he's like us mutants will not hide any love that's right max you're a mutant wow i'm a mutant dad look at me dancing (laughs) my robot (laughs) (laughs) all right what have we missed the plot the plot of the movie i want to talk about the tournament arc a little bit they have a Um, plot yep yeah, there is a plot, shockingly. Shockingly, there's a plot. Outside of him um, getting to know his son. That's like kind of a subplot, whatever. Who cares about that? We wanted to see robots fight. We saw robot robots fight. How was the plot of that? I gotta say, and this is like huge mega spoilers, that robot that won all the fights didn't deserve shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that robot won all those fights. That's some that's some plot armor right there. The dude is like super out of date. It's like one of those mo- racing movies where like the old '30s Mustang comes out and like races against like the state of the art. For I'm pretty Herbie sure. Reloaded. Yeah, I was gonna say Herbie Reloaded or like Cars Three or something. <laughs> but it's very very much one of those kind of things where it's like the old can still stand up to the new it's like oh but with robots though i've i find that questionable it's all about the shadow boxing shit or whatever i don't know the shadow chip must be really broken no Something. you're right yeah there there is that like extra shadow boxing it's like ooh super rare if it's, it's true, but super... like i don't know i don't feel like the movie didn't get enough job explaining that to really like <laughs> highlight the importance of this thing being the key to Winning all of the fights. It, it wasn't really that important until the very last round, the last fight, maybe it, the it, last like ten minutes of the movie. It's like if somebody showed up to like a Smash Brothers 
with like a connect that worked as a gamecube controller and they were like better because of it it's like wait but i can do everything on the controller why are you better with the connect yeah (laughs) you can move your body i don't know i don't know i'm kind of calling bs on that but you know um, we just want to put a disclaimer. We do not affiliate ourselves with any Smash Bros. community or Smash Bros. Pro players. I know that is a very controversial topic right now. So Please don't DMCA us, Nintendo. Please don't DMCA us. Uh, please do not feel that there's any association with us and any of the especially controversial figures within the community. We are in no way associated with them. Thank you very much. We just want to throw out a reference. Got it. Got it. Hmm. Yeah, after that disclaimer, I don't know what to say. I'm just... I don't know, I don't, I don't know either. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have much else to say about the movie. <laughs> it is kind of a hard movie to really dive into. I would not be able to, you know, have a college essay on, on real... St- well, I could. Just don't ask for it, please. That'd be difficult. Anywho, with that said, are you ready for ratings, Will? Sure. Uh, but before that, I kind of want to do like a quick 30-second if I can like simplify the plot as much as I can. Fire and you can it. give me a rating for it. Uh, for your... My interpretation. Okay. Okay, all right. Man has robot... Or the, man has robot. Man loses robot. Man uh, gives up kid. But then kid comes with him to get robot. Robot wins, and then man gets kid. The end. I feel like I just watched it again. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy how you just did that. No, that's actually pretty spot on. And wait, you left out the part where there's like a weird moment between the robot and the child. Oh, yeah. Child and robot, robot that imitates the child's movements gets very, very weirdly, very tender. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Calling it tender makes makes me so uncomfortable. Tender moment between him and the robot. Also, want to point out this is not to your point. Also, I have to say 10 out of 10. That was so good. That's actually pretty spot on. I want to say, about the robot, I feel like they just had him shadow when it made sense. If it actually shadowed, you know, when it was on shadow mode, it would have hit some pedestrians for sure. It would, it would cause That's some true. chaos. I'm, I'm just surprised that they only pulled out the whole shadow strategy at the very end there when, like, I don't know about like all the previous fights, but how did it get good enough to? I don't know. I don't know how I got good enough to beat everybody it did. Maybe it was because it was like really durable and fast. They didn't really try to dwell, like dive too deep into that. It was just like a montage of win, win, win. They get money, they get cash. That's about it's it. It's true. And the kid's like cocky as hell about this this robot that he dug out of the dirt and is like he can win any fight. I'm gonna beat you, Zeus. It's yeah, they don't really get into it. He's just super powered. Mm-hmm. I will say the ending was like pretty, pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it it got me hyped. 
it, the ending, I I want to say, did feel. We said we had nothing else to say, and here I am just taking up all our time. Anywho, I think I think the ending felt kind of rushed, though. Like we got we got so much out of the journey, and then the destination was not that imp- compelling. Like the final. <laughs> like in the final like end product was you know whatever the the final fight felt pretty fast compared to the rest of the movie i think like, i think that's mostly because they kind of like after the first round of the like the fight they just went into like a montage they did that's for some true. Reason. and then you're just kind of wondering okay this robot barely like survived the first round how is he able to pull it out for all these other rounds, enough to tire out the the enemy, like the other boxing bot. I, I didn't understand that, but then they had the whole wait. You can shadow box. Don't use the voice thing now. Maybe that's why they did that. But yeah, it definitely felt a little rushed. Maybe a little unearned, but you know, whatever. The hero wins at the end of the day, kind of. Mostly. Right. That makes sense. I think it's a bit a bit unnecessary to nitpick real steel. So I'll I'll take that out. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's definitely fair there. All right. I think I've gotten everything out I want to say. And I do, I'm very curious about your rating, honestly. Okay. Well, good for you is that I'll go first since this was your movie. So you can, you know, wrap all the whole shebang and wang or whatever. But yeah. So I didn't think of an age-like rating because that's normally Peter's thing, but I'm going to think of one on the spot right now. And I got to say, this movie, in terms of age-like rating, it it aged like... It aged like 2016, where we remember it. It wasn't the best, but it certainly wasn't the worst. <laughs> we can say that now. It was not the worst. Yeah, who knew? So what we're going through right now, and hey, that actually made a lot more sense after I said it because I wasn't thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not too shabby is all we can say. Too shabby, yep. just like this movie. I mean, this might seem like a high rating, but I like to give this a movie a salt seven out of ten because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It was it was a cool idea, right? Like, and the CGI was serviceable. The fights felt like they had you know weight to them. And right. yeah, this, but I, truth be told, I can't really talk jack shit about this movie because uh, it's it's a little bit forgettable, which is why it loses those three points. So yeah, seven out of ten. I will say that I think it's a cool idea too, but I literally don't think it could go eight with any director doing that movie. I think. I think that movie made to its peak is no better than an eight. Like, honest, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole concept. Um, maybe some universe I'll get proven wrong. That'd be great. Because I maybe love, I love like Robot Fight. I, I think the thing that would only raise it up to an eight is if like the robot itself had a, like a character to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I agree. I agree. They tried to do that with us, but it was kind of just uh, messing with us. Like they had yeah. the robot stare into a mirror, 
What was the point of that scene? Yeah, yeah. Actually, they had a bunch of that. We expected the robot to like become sentient or something, and it never, never does. Never really does. So I don't know why they kind of they give us that and never do any. It's kind of a cock tease a little bit. Uh, For sure. For lack of a better uh, term, apologies for that one. But, yeah. Okay, anyways, my rating, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Because, like you said, it's it's got to lose some points. But it is, overall, it delivers on its premise. And it's pretty fun to watch. I enjoyed watching it with Will. I could have watched that movie. felt like I wasted my time. And... <laughs> And at the end of the day, isn't that all you to feel like you didn't waste your time? Shit, okay. There's nothing else I need from a film. But yeah, that's that's really all I have to say on the movie. I say give it a watch if what we've said interests you about robots fighting and boxing. If you like robots, if you like Rocky, um, give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot, but I mean, you don't have to. Uh, you know, you can still go your whole life without having watched this movie. And personally, you know I don't think you have to watch though. Scott Pilgrim, you're probably listening after last week and didn't even go watch it. Yeah, why are you listening to this episode and you still haven't listened to our recommendation? Like, come on, dude. This is embarrassing you... for you and us. <sighs> you. This is one word I'd like to use to you, the listener, if you haven't listened to Scott Pilgrim. If if you we know that even if you're just tuning in just now, if you if you're just a new listener, you can see that right there in the Spotify listing or anchor, or whatever the shit. You see that episode, all right? Watch the movie. Just right? do it. If you're not, it's just cringe. It's just it's cringe, so bro. Cringe. It's incredibly cringe. I don't know how you handle yourself like that. God. Jeez Louise. Take a look in the mirror. Do you right, like fix what your hair? God. Button that top button. You're embarrassing yourself. Go outside. Damn. And listen to our podcast. Susie will never call you back. Just accept it. Unless you watch Scott Pilgrim. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's enough bullying the listener. All right. And. We just want to say thank you all so much for listening to this exactly. episode. We truly appreciate every fan of the Age Like Wine podcast. We do. Ignore what we said before. That was, uh, I mean, we mean that, but. Um, <laughs> we stand by that, but like, don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't stop movie. listening because of that. Yeah, just, just listen to us and, you know, there's no trouble, right? You're the one that's causing trouble for us. So. Yeah, relax. You'll put, put it down. Put the gun down. Hey, drop, drop the knife. Drop, drop it. All right. Well, with that, we'll say our farewells. Make sure you go ahead and give us a follow over at, at ALW underscore podcast on Twitter. Feel free to DM us. Our DMs are very much open to the public. Mm. We'd love to hear your opinions. And other than that, we've got age like listen over there. Whatever's best for you, the listener. And with that, we will say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, and tune in for next week where we'll be reviewing maybe a Suicide Squad. I'm not sure. We have a new oh, guest that we, my friend Jimmy, and I promised him that he could pick the movie. So, and it's Did also he my. Pick that? 
Uh, he keeps like shit posting saying, "Yeah, let's do Suicide Squad." I'm like, I hate you for constantly saying that because he's the only person I know that kind of likes it. But that's because he went on a date with this one girl. And I'm like, you don't, you don't even remember how shitty the movie was. So shut up. But yeah, tune in next week. Thank, Thank you all so much, much for listening. All right, bye, y'all, and have a good night.